next on Fatherhood Fridays Season 2. <laughs> Everybody talking about Kanye West. I guess I'm next in line. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're now listening to Fatherhood Fridays with your host with the most, Finding Nemo, a.k.a. Nemo Sloppy Joes. I don't even like Sloppy Joes. Nemo No-Dose. Why do I need No-Dose? I'm already awake. Need more... I don't know. I'm just trying to find something that makes sense in rhyme. That's why I'm not a rapper. Anyway, this is Chalmer, and uh, man... I'm uh, trying to slow down my heart heartbeat a little bit uh, this afternoon. Um, I just got into a little fender bender situation. Uh, hit somebody from behind. And from the sound of it, I thought I was going to have to come out of $500 for that insurance deductible. From the looks of it, I'm like, uh, this person is going to be upset at me. But because of God's grace, neither one of those things happened. My car wasn't messed up. Her car wasn't messed up. And we we were both able to drive off and let cooling heads prevail. And so um, I've still found a way to do this episode. Uh, And you might be wondering, what is today's episode? What is what you're you're so excited about doing? Well, I don't know about you, but whether you look on social media, whether you look on YouTube, the TV, magazines, um, wherever you go, Spotify, you cannot stop hearing enough about Kanye West. He's everywhere. He's a polarizing modern day figure whether good bad or indifferent he stays in the public eye and I thought to myself man this would be a good topic to do but what can I really talk about that hasn't already been talked about am I here today to talk about his new album Jesus is King nope however if you are a person that listens to Christian rap I say give it a listen I think it's worth uh, I think it's worth a listen, and in my opinion, it, it's a decent album. Am I here to talk about or do a psychoanalysis on his state of mind or mental health? Nope, there's enough people for that. 
Am I here to question uh, his intent? Is he saved or is this for publicity or is this for notoriety or to sell more albums? Nope, there's plenty of people to do that. Am I here today to talk about his rollout in Sunday service um, and or his wife, Kim Kardashian? Nope. Uh, am I here today to talk about his political views of Republican and Democrat and Donald Trump and Obama? And nope, there's somebody else for that. So what exactly am I going to talk about Kanye West's? Well, I'm going to talk about his conversion, not his intent, but talk about the early stages of transformation men anytime you're trying to make a change in your life anytime you're trying to do something for the betterment when we look at kanye west's life as much as he's in the public eye if he wasn't in the public eye this is still how people would respond this is still how you would respond in example, giving your life over to Christ. I know we think as soon as we make a change that we're just going to start doing everything perfect from here on out and everything just becomes cold turkey and we're just a new person instantly. But I believe that is not the reality for everybody, for some people. But if you're honestly truthful with yourself, that's not the reality. It is a process. And if we look at Kanye West's life, if we look at some of the interviews that he has recently done, we see the, the, the process and we're seeing right before your eyes some of his uh, lifestyle situations of living as a Christian, giving your life to Christ, which is salvation, and now the sanctification process of growing into something, leaving what is familiar and going into something that is unfamiliar. And am I just talking about salvation and sanctification? No, you can apply this anywhere. You can apply this to wanting to lose weight, wanting to uh, go back to school and get your education, um, get your master's degree, get your high school degree, get a bachelor's degree. Um, getting in a good relationship with your kids, wanting to get off of drugs, wanting to quit smoking or drinking or popping pills or smoking weed, whatever transformation you're trying to do for the betterment of yourself, uh, for the be betterment of God, this is what the early stages of it looks like. And I want to, my hope and my prayer before I really get into this topic is two things. One is that he's under somebody that is mature in the faith, that can teach him, that can mentor him, and that can disciple him because you can't do it on your own. You have to have somebody, whether they say that you're an accountability partner or you just look at them in that regard that they can be your accountability partner, your mentor, your uh, the person that's discipling you, teaching you, whatever the case may be. I pray that he gets that. 
And two, I pray that the seeds that have been planted in him take root. So often, and this is coming from a Christian perspective. So often when people get saved, you see them. And then after a while, you don't see them because people are so harsh, so judgmental. Um, you, you feel like you anything you're struggling with, nobody understands. And you don't have a community of people that supports you, that rides with you, that are holding you accountable. And you feel like I, I was better off in the world than this because of the hurt that you might experience in church, because of the hurt or the lack of support or the lack of validation that you might not get, it becomes hard. It becomes hard. Not everybody's experience is a kumbaya experience where everybody's supportive, everybody's validating. You got a good support team at home. You got a good support team in your family, on the job. A lot of times it is not like that. So I pray and my hope is that like I said, it takes root. This this the, the seeds of salvation and sanctification take root, grow, and mature, and that he finds somebody that that he can continue to be taught, mentored, and grow. Because that's that's what we need. We need accountability. We need sponsorship, mentorship, friendship. Those are my two things. But that's not even what I really came to talk about. I really came to talk about is that when you're when you're starting to make a change in your life for the better, going from one dimension to another dimension in life, you're you're oftentimes just like a newborn baby. Everything is not familiar. Somebody has to show you how to eat. Somebody has to show you how to walk. Somebody has to show you how to talk. Somebody has to show you this, show you that. Or you oftentimes do and say and put the wrong things in your mouth. And am I talking about a baby? No, I'm using that as an example in the spirit realm. I'm using that as an example as whatever you're trying to transform your life with. You got to have somebody to show you what's right to show you this is how you're doing damage to your mind. This is how you're doing damage to your body. This is how you're doing damage to your soul. You have to be showed and it has to be modeled in front of you to that person's best of their ability. So when we see Kanye say things now, when we see him maybe cuss from time to time, when we see him and listen to his records and like, oh, I don't know if this is really it. I'm telling you, that comes with the territory. That comes with the territory. Think about it. When you try to lose weight, is everybody just losing weight with you? No, people are still eating unhealthy right in front of your eyes. People are still questioning why you got to buy that. Why you got to buy this? I'm not ready to eat like that. It's the same way when in becoming a recent convert to Christianity. And is everybody like that? No, I don't want to paint the picture that it's all bad, but I want to paint a reality picture of 
the, the people that are speculating, the people that are being judgmental, the people that are questioning if this is real, this is what it looks like. And if you were wise, if you were smart, if you were mature, you would pray for him and get behind him so that you could have another member of the kingdom that can make an impact like he did in the world now make an impact for Christ. That's what that's ultimately what you want or any change. You want that person, whether you don't know their 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 motive, you don't know their intent. But if they're headed in a right direction, it's better to get behind someone and say, I got you. I'm going to hold you down. I'm going to try to push you forward than to just sit back on the sideline and speculate. And just question and just like, see, I knew it. This wasn't real. Because honestly, that's what makes a person say, well, shoot, I was better off in the world. I was better off eating unhealthy. I was better off over here because at least over here, I didn't have to be accepted. I didn't have to be into question. I didn't have to uh, worry about things that I, I didn't think I had to worry about over here. And so another thing that you want to look at in your early stages of transformation is your triggers. What are you triggered by? For, for a long time, I couldn't be around other people that cussed all the time because it made me want to cuss. I couldn't be around people that wanted to drink because it made me want to have a drink. And because I wasn't as mature as I am now. See, Jesus wants you to be around sinners, but he doesn't want you to compromise who you are. And that in itself is difficult. Sometimes you can be around sinners, but sometimes you find yourself com compromising, getting drunk, going back to, you know, cussing, going back to doing what you would normally do, whatever that is. But Jesus said he wants you to be at such a point that you can be around people that are not there yet, but it doesn't compromise who you are <coughs> in your faith. It doesn't compromise it. And that is and that is the key. You you want to make sure that you're not being compromised when you're going back to what is familiar. That is another key that you have to remember. Don't go back to what's familiar until you're in a place where you can handle it. You got to know your limit. You got to know your limit. Even though Jesus hung with drunkards, even though Jesus hung with tax collectors, people that manipulated money and prostitutes and all these different kind of people, he never compromised who he was. And that's easier said than done. I know I'm emphasizing that, but that's easier said than it's done. But you can get to that point. I think another thing to look at in your early stages of transformation is what. Now that you are living this new life. Right. Now that you are changing, right. Now that you want to take on this transformation, right? What disciplines do you need to put in place? What routines 
do you need to put in place? We talked about triggers. We talked about support. We talked about people. Now, what disciplines, what, what is the same thing that you have to do day in and day out so that it can become a natural habit? What are those things to keep you grounded, to keep you because you're going to have some good days and you're going to have some bad days. And oftentimes the good days, the routine is like second nature. But when you have those bad days and we all have them, it's easy to slip back into what you were accustomed to, whether it's looking at porn, whether it's getting high, whether it's getting drunk, whether it's, I mean, whatever it is, uh, uh, eating unhealthy, verbal abuse, physical abuse, anger, anxiety, depression. It's easy to slip back into it when you have a bad day. And sometimes it's harder to keep the routine when you have a good day because everything's going so right that it's like, I don't even need this regiment, this spiritual regiment anymore. I don't even need this uh, routine or, or, or whatever I'm doing that got me to this point. I don't even need it no more. So what is your discipline? What is your routine that has gotten you to this point? Okay. I believe if we look at Kanye West's life also, and he's been in the spotlight for a long time, and we've seen how far left he went. Many people, and this is, again, coming from a Christian's perspective, many people that give their life to Christ are just like what you see in Kanye West. You have went so far left, so many things have gone wrong, and you just get tired. You get broken down to a point that you're either in a jail, like I was, in the hospital, like Kanye was, homeless, family about to get divorced or separated. Um, I don't know. But you get to that point where it's like not your way, but not my way, but your way, God. I'm, I'm surrendering. And he looks no different than somebody that recently gave their life to Christ in the church. It's just we get to see it all over the TV screen and magazines and social media. But if he was just a regular guy that we never knew of, his life and the things that he's been through will look no different than somebody that has realized what I'm doing is wrong. What I'm doing is not working. And I'm looking for a way. I'm looking for a different way. I'm do looking for a different way because if I keep going down this way, there's only two things waiting for me. Death, jail, uh, separation, uh, bad mental health overweight. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so be encouraged, be encouraged in knowing that you're not alone, that early stages of transformation is a real thing for everybody. And if you were wise, 
if you are mature, not just Kanye, you will want to get behind people that are trying to make a change. You want to support them and be accountable and find people that can help them so that they can stay on that trajectory and not slip back. And then you look up and it's like, well, what happened? And then they give you this long spill on what happened. Oh, it got too hard or I got hurt by something or people are just too, you can't make a mistake. In your change, you're still gonna make mistakes. In your transformation, you're still gonna make a mistake. But the only time it's over is when you quit. It's not about how many mistakes you make. It's about if if you give up on yourself. I would rather fail forward than fail completely. Let me say that again. I would rather fail forward and keep going than fail completely. Failing completely is saying, I give up. I'm not doing this no more. It's not working out. Failing forward is saying, I made a mistake. I learned from it. I'm, I'm, I'm striving to do better and I'm going to keep on going. Because whether you're losing weight, any kind of change, you're not going to be perfect. But, we're, but at the end of the day, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about striving. It's about doing your best. And so I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, reach out to me if you feel some kind of way about this message or leave me a message. Also, another way that you can reach out is by following me on Spotify, Apple, Google, CastBox, Breaker, uh soundcloud uh google by typing in fatherhood fridays on anchorfm.com if you're enjoying what you're hearing you can also support anywhere from 99 cent to 9.99 we pay more at a fast food restaurant than than what i'm asking if it's on your heart to give give this is this has been another episode of fatherhood fridays like i said And in closing, we have Erica Campbell from Mary Mary with her uh, final food for thoughts on this particular segment. Let me cue it up for you guys. I think it's dope. I think it's really amazing. Um, Because he doesn't have to do it. What does he have to do with gospel record for? He's a Brazilian. He can just put out another pop record and he'll be number one and he'll tour and fill up arenas like he always does. So to do something different, uh, that is overtly Jesus. It's not kind of Jesus, it's all the way. Um, My husband and I have sat with him and talked with him. I believe he's sincere. I believe that he's got a long way to go. You keep learning and growing, but I don't think there is a bad hallelujah. I don't think there's a bad thank you, Jesus. I don't think God goes, I don't want that when you've been in it long enough. I think the moment you say, God, I want you, God says, I've always wanted you. And so I think that's amazing. He told my husband that, I wanna do this. Like he was sitting with the Bible trying to figure it out, you know, asking questions. You know, what words are positive? What words are negative? Let's look at how we talk. Let's look at our speech and put it in the music. I, I, he was he came to our church, California Worship Center, and it was the most amazing experience. It was so kind. He wasn't arrogant at all. Just super nice guy. And just the praise was so high and so amazing. And you could feel it in the room. It was so genuine. Um, He wasn't in front holding the microphone. He was standing on the side, praising God with everybody else. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. My prayer is that God continues the work, that he finds good mentors, that he's surrounded himself with believers who can walk, help him walk his faith out. I think that he's encouraging a lot of young Christian artists. 
and making them feel a lot cooler, you know, because you feel like, I mean, oh, I do gospel music, and it's unfortunate that some gospel artists have felt a little less than, but when you have people like him, or even Chance the Rapper, or Common professing their faith, or whether you hear Fantasia and different people like that, let us talk about loving God and loving gospel music. I think it helps us own who we are a little bit more. The same way Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, and of course the religious people like, why are you talking to her? It's the same thing. Why is Kanye doing a gospel record? Why not? I'm sure you were saying he should get saved. Now you're doing a gospel record. Now you're complaining. Thank you.